Hello and welcome to The Year We Started a Podcast, a podcast born from the ever-piling rubble that is 2020. I am your co-host, Jeff. And I'm your other co-host, Nick. And this is our podcast. We're a couple friends, half a continent apart, that want to come together and talk about the things that are fun and interesting to us without focusing on all, you know, the other things going on in the world. Uh, Nick, uh, it's an interesting time to be recording a podcast that is uh, focused on... Positivity and undivisiveness, <laughs> and, and not on current events of which apparently you can just have for like literally twenty four hours in a row or more than really. <laughs> I was going to say at least twenty four hours, and you know, last time we uh, recorded this directly following the last presidential debate, and uh, we felt like we needed to one up ourselves this time. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing a really good job. We're here literally as uh, everyone in the world is waiting for the last couple of uh, states to. Announced there. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, you're getting a little, whoa, you're whoa. venturing a little whoa. bit too close to some whoa. serious topics, Nick. You're right. All right. You're right. And that's you're not right. what that top, that's not the, the sort of stuff we talk I, about here. I'm not commenting on it. I'm just, you know, uh, uh, just say what you were saying, you know. All right. And as we're backpedaling, uh, backpedaling, <laughs> Nick, I, uh, I have a question for you. Go for it. Okay. So when it comes time to, you know, scrub down, are you more of a bath or shower person? Oh, man. First off, this is a hilarious intro question. Um, I I I shower, you know, ninety five times out of hundred. But if I've had like a really long workout or if I'm super sore or something, then I might I might hop in a bath instead. Okay, and yeah, and I will agree. This is this is certainly a bold choice for an intro question <laughs> on episode two. Yeah. Uh, but what? So so why not bath? What's the, what's the reason behind the choice here? Um. Probably time, uh, what is routine? I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I really uh, am as thorough, <laughs> that, or at least not as quickly as thorough. I don't know if that those words make sense together. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That's that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Okay, so there there is a reason behind asking this question because it was a thing I thought about. Um, okay, so not as thorough. That's actually a perfect uh, point of entry into my well, other point. At least point, it takes me Nick. longer to feel like I've like you know like I've gotten my legs. Stuff, I don't. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> God, God. Nope. Cut it off. Okay. So yeah, similarly to backing away from <laughs> talking about the election. So my follow-up question, Nick, and this is where I think that there's a little bit of inconsistency among us uh, Americans. Uh, I don't even know how else to do this other than avant-garde. So uh, bidet or no bidet? No no bidet. I I, I don't know how people get bidets. I, I, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, how do you, how do you get anything, Nick? I know, but like... (laughs) I've never, I've never, I, I, part of it's that I probably, that I just, that I rent, I don't make those kind of decisions. I just show up at a house. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> I'm, okay, so here's my thing. Very, I would say you are in the vast majority of people where, you know, shower makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I will, I will come on the record and say that I'm inconsistent in the opposite direction here, which is a little bit forthcoming again for a second episode of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like we're jumping right. Yeah, we were just talking right about sports and other books and stuff last time. Yeah, but but no, I mean, you know, if you don't have time for a nice, nice, relaxing bath in the morning, what do you have time for? Um, but I will say, Nick, 
I I have been turned on to the bidet lifestyle, uh, <laughs> and you know it it's a little bit of an adjustment, but I, I think if you feel like you are more thorough. <laughs> which, <laughs> In your showering life, which I feel like uh, I most speak. of us I should, on this, I, me speaking is just an opportunity for you to to shove my own words in my face, which I know better. I know better. <laughs> but no, I I feel like if you're if that is a concern or opinion that you hold, you have to give it a try. Uh, you will never go back. I tell you what, like the 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 before times when we would go uh, traveling places and stay in hotels and such, uh, it is a noticeably more poor experience when you are familiar with not. Uh, actually, you know what? I think we don't need to go into the details. I just it's it's a thing where I don't think you can go back from, uh, and a little bit weird at first, like I said. But man, I tell you, you feel. You feel very clean, Nick. What's the bathroom inconsistency thing? Oh, oh, that people want to be pelted with water from a shower to feel more clean, uh, but then want to uh, do the okay. most. The, the yeah, you know where I'm going with this with I the do. paper and such. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you is, how much of this are you gonna have to cut to make yourself comfortable? <laughs> Oh, the entire thing. The entire Actually, thing. you know what? Screw it. This is all in. This okay, is uh, okay. un- uncut because I feel like it's best for the people. So back back to politics, Nick. <laughs> back in 2016, I, I was a bad kid and I did not have a good voting plan. I ended up being in Austin uh, when the election was happening. And I did not, uh, I was unable to vote because I didn't vote early. I didn't do a mail-in ballot or anything. I had every intention to, it's just my lack of planning and just being an irresponsible adult resulted in me being stuck in Austin, unable to vote. Right. And from then I've, I felt very bad about that. I've always been a person who I've like, I haven't always been perfect in my younger years, but I've been more intentional in my not younger years that I think voting is very important. And obviously, like I've mentioned, this is a very, a time where that is more apparent now, now more than ever. Yeah. But uh, the thing that I realized now that I wish I would have realized back in 2016 is just how amazing doing a mail-in ballot is. Oh, it's so good. I like it. It's, it is absolutely a convenience thing, and that's why I originally had done it. But more than anything, I loved because, like, we want to all think that you know we're super well informed about every little you know minor election that may happen or major elections that may happen. But there's there's just no way to do that, and to be able to have the time to sit down and Google the lists of you know the the things that you have to vote candidates, for. propositions, whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. To be able to Google people and and such and like give it some thought and talk with my wife about like what what do we think is best? I I absolutely and again like I want to distance this from the conversation of what's happening right now, but like just the absolute um, like I'm so I I cast the most informed ballot this year that I ever have by a landslide and you know, I feel a little bit vulnerable saying that, but I, I just no I think taking it's totally the time fair. to vote when you are actually doing the research i feel better this year about the votes i cast than any year by a landslide it's just it's so much better i I, 10 out of 10 two thumbs up i really 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 prefer that 
so uh fully agree i you know we probably should dive too deep into this because it will eventually go you know into uh you know sensitive territory but <laughs> i completely agree my wife and i did the same thing we talked about the uh, about everything on the ballot like we went she and i ended up disagreeing on a couple of things but the cool thing is that like one you're having a conversation so you can disagree on things in a more understanding way in the moment because you get to hear someone's side as opposed to just hearing later on like how did nobody support this thing that i supported I got to talk with my sister about it over the phone. Like she called me up and said, Hey, what are you thinking about X, Y, Z? And then I have a friend who's a mutual friend more than anything. Um, but a really, really nice kid who's a little bit younger. I think he's 20, 21. And so it was cool that he reached out in our group chat because he felt like he didn't know a lot. And I mean, I can't speak for you, but I felt the same way when I was 20. I was, I, when, I, when I was my first election that I voted in, I felt like a total fraud. Like, how am I the one that's qualified <laughs> to talk about? I mean, I don't know what any of these things yeah. mean. So it was super cool to see him feel like he was okay to reach out and like find information. And then also, you know, that gives him a better connection to the people around him on current events, right? Like how, how often is it normal for younger people to, to be able to talk to older people, even older people that are closer to peers in their lives about that kind of thing? Oh, so. absolutely. I, I think the nice thing about it too is it facilitates a conversation that we don't really have the opportunity to have otherwise. And what I mean by that is, Everybody has their opinions, and in the time of social media, you're more than welcome to and oftentimes encouraged to shout those into the void. <laughs> but the the times where you have productive conversation, like between you know me and my wife, for example, or me and a sibling, to be able to do that in a uh, constructive and productive way, where like the result of those conversations are going to be you know who I vote for is so much more important and impactful than it is to, you know, just post on whatever a gram, you know, whatever my opinion is on the most recent, you know, newsworthy item of the day. Completely agree. 100%. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's awesome, man. But yeah, I, I, I did want to say that I did. And again, in full transparency, I put this in our show notes well before uh the election yeah yeah, (laughs) just stop there hard stop so so nick uh while we're on the topic of uh political things yeah let's keep going i have really really enjoyed the musical hamilton and the the thing that released on disney plus i think happened like right at the fourth of july or something like that and katie and i watched it shortly thereafter Mm -hmm. i had heard lots of good things and you know it's all over the internet of being really renowned i think some of the performances are some of the best performances i've seen in the musical i am there's very very few movies or in this case musicals that i will watch multiple times but in our second watching of it which katie and i watched uh, i don't know maybe a, a couple weeks ago again as a person who doesn't watch things a second time often it's better the second like, time right it was better because i wasn't yeah. wondering what was going to happen and i got to focus on how good the performances were and they're so freaking good and they're well they're totally i completely agree with you they are fantastic the performances are fantastic but then also there is a lot of you know little hidden gems since obviously lin-manuel miranda knew the outcome of the story he's able to put in little gems and little uh teasers that if you're looking closely later on you can find it you can notice them like be like oh that's clever and then also you don't really know all the characters as in depth at the start of the, the the play that you do at the end, which is true for everything, but it really informs um, some of the earlier scenes of Aaron Burr in particular, 
you know, he start, starts off really comically disingenuous feeling. And then, you know, by the end of it, you have a much better image of him as this person who feels repressed and feels bottled up. And so seeing him through that lens the second time through is a lot more interesting, I feel. So uh, I completely agree with you. I, I think it's, it's fantastic. And, I, and I'm glad you got to, you checked it out a second time. I know I'm glad you went against your, your normal grain. Yeah, and... And I'll tell you, too, um, what this introduced me to. And I had some exposure uh, from other things that I watch and listen to, to Lin-Manuel Miranda. But this really, you know, put me in a deep dive of just all the things that he's done. And my gosh, that dude is so talented. Like, it's, it's nuts how talented he is. And he's, like, multi-talented, I, but yeah. I, 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 like, whatever we need to do to get him to make more things. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want, I want more, but so, so obviously you've, you've watched this before. Yeah. So, um, so actually I got, uh, I started listening to it a long time ago from our friend Corey. Yeah. Yeah. He got me super hooked on it when we'd be playing video games late at night. And then, um, so when, when was that like timeline? Oh man. I, it, it was, it was while the, uh, I want to say it was 2015. It's either 2015 or 2016. So it was shortly after, um, I believe that they started playing on Broadway on, in 2015. Is that right? I think I think you're right. Man, it's just what's crazy to me is like I heard for so long of how good of a show it was. I hear you typing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I heard for so long of how good of a show it was, but I just I don't know why. I just never gave it a shot. Going back and looking through like Reddit posts and stuff of people being so excited and listening to just the soundtrack, which again from my experience the first time i i gave it a shot was when it was on video right. uh but like to, to hear or like to witness you know historically the amount of impact it had on people just from an audio only me- medium for something like a yep. musical which you know makes sense in hindsight but like i would not have guessed how much of a cultural impact that would have had without having you know the visual component because it's so like having watched it, it is so good. Like the guy who played King George, I can't remember his name. That dude did so fantastic. <laughs> like, I, like I he's never much better visually repl- too, right? Like he's he's great even just uh even just from his singing, but he's even better oh, when like, you got the the facial expressions to go with it, right? I, I mean, seriously, like his his vocals are phenomenal, but his mannerisms are among the best of anything I've ever seen. Like he. He plays insane king like better than anybody I could possibly imagine. Like <laughs> it's so freaking good. I loved it so much. Completely, completely agree. So, so you watched it in person, is that right? Yeah. So I watched it uh, not that long ago in San Francisco. The first time it was in San Francisco because I know it's been there twice now. I believe. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm legitimately so jealous. Like that was post like the whole the, no no the original cast was there. Um, okay, okay. Which is it was still fantastic by the way. Uh, to can totally give it up and i feel bad because um we were watching and i think um i think we saw someone who like i think we watched on a day that it was not the so this i watched in 2017 i just looked it up so they the one of the people the person who was playing hamilton i believe was like not the understudy for hamilton but was the understudy for washington i believe so like okay. I, I don't I think it was like an off nights off night or somebody was sick or something like that and they um and they didn't say anything to that effect but it was clear when you like looked up the the cast and everything that he wasn't supposed to have been playing uh Hamilton at all and he just just rocked it everyone rocked it was really, really good and it was interesting because 
I already had this this personality uh, prescribed to everybody, and even the same lyrics can be sung in a different way. And, you know, same as any good cover. Right. Yeah, and brought, brought a whole new flavor and a whole new personality to it. Yeah, like so. You know, I came into this wanting to recommend it to you. Obviously, uh, you don't need the recommendation. No, I appreciate it. If you're listening <laughs> and you haven't seen it, Disney Plus, go check it out. It's absolutely worth your time. It, it's one of those things where when I first started watching it, within just seconds like i i was absolutely like oh my gosh this is i'm so into this this is so good i just i love listening to talented people do amazing things like there's just doesn't matter what the genre is if it's good it's good uh i completely agree and even if you're so i i i haven't seen too many musicals um a lot of my my friends growing up were the types to be in productions and stuff especially like amateur productions and i have a friend who who i've been lucky enough to see down here who does some amateur productions as well but i'm not a huge musical aficionado or anything and i loved it and i think it's one of those things that that bridges to people who aren't fans of the genre the same way like game of thrones appealed to a wide audience not just fantasy fans so if you're yeah somebody who's I, like hey, i don't know I, I i feel like the game of thrones analogy is a good one because i am not a person that enjoys fantasy i which sounds bad because i do i'm such a big fan a of good fantasy yeah because yeah, <laughs> it doesn't sound good because i'm a nerd uh yeah i've been outcast immediately but I very much enjoyed Game of Thrones. I enjoyed uh, Lord of the Rings. I absolutely adored Harry Potter growing up. So, like, there's... It's just good stuff. Like, it doesn't matter if I don't like the genre, if it's good. You know, I'm not necessarily a person that would seek out musicals, but good musicals, absolutely on board. Definitely, definitely agree. So, Nick, last time we talked, you recommended a book. Yes. Pachinko. Pachinko. And I bought the audiobook. Oh, dang. I, I did, yep. And I listened to the audiobook. The whole uh, thing? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Uh, I listened to it for the first, I don't even know how many chapters. But what it was a good reminder of is how depressing it would have been to grow up. Or live in the time that that is set in. And Completely. I I had to pull the ripcord when the guy that they had let into their uh, their house that was going to die. I assumed it was going to Spoilers, die. Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I don't think the first <laughs> the first uh, hour of reading counts as spoilers. But Fair. no, like. I did stop listening to it, and it is legitimately because it reminded me of all the things that are messed up about our world right now, and I just... This is a podcast where we focus on good and happy things. (laughs) So, recommendation number one, minus one for Nick. But, like, it is something that I will go back and listen to. I just think that in the middle of 2020 is just too much for me right now, and I was like, eh... This is extremely good and interesting, uh, but not a thing to read this year, or probably not next year either. I, I, I need I need a year of distance, but before I can go. So, I I I appreciate that recommendation, Nick. I just I I don't have the stomach for it quite yet. No, it's totally fair. Uh, I apologize. I should put out in the future that uh, half my recommendations, I'm just, you know, a, uh, a sucker for melancholy style media or melancholy media and just sad or dark media. And 
I hope that doesn't color my personality too much, but <laughs> I probably always lead to recommend like, oh, here's this thing. It'll rip your heart out. <laughs> That's no, it, like, like typically that would be the thing I would enjoy. Uh, but when you don't have a heart to rip out at this point, uh, it's a little bit much. But no, it it is super interesting, like just hearing some of the, what it would have been like, but, and I would love to know more. I just know, especially with some of the things you said in our last episode, we'll have to go back to like, right. Like, like on top of, you know, all the, you know, the things I already talked about, just the, once you're in a good, happy, comfortable mindset, that's when you can go back and start ripping that heart out again. You know, (laughs) right. Like I didn't even get to the social injustice side of things. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. So (laughs) that'll, that'll have to be another episode, but not, not yet. Fair, fair. So, Nick, um, I I found out something that's kind of interesting. Uh, this isn't really much of a back-and-forth story. It is just a random anecdote that I wanted to tell anybody, so you're the person who wins that prize. But So my mom had a cousin that she's been close to, uh, like the cousin that she was most close to uh, for her entire childhood and growing up, that her son has been really good at baseball. Okay. She had mentioned that he had gotten that he was playing baseball in college and eventually uh, this would have been i don't know three four years ago at this point that he had gotten drafted into the mlb but like and again like i mentioned last time you know baseball is not really my jam but it's still fun to pay attention to i guess i just kind of assumed that he like you know being drafted in many like being drafted in hockey or baseball or whatever like Pat Mahomes got drafted into baseball. So, like, probably not playing anytime soon in the MLB. Sure, sure. So I didn't really think through what that would mean, and who knows. I didn't even know what position he played. And I, I just kind of figured, you know, baseball has lots of... The minor league teams, yeah. The minor league teams, yeah. 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 I mean, anyway, so I, I didn't really think much of it. Until recently. So do you want to guess? Uh, I'm not going to let you Google. I'll listen, to you, listen for your keyboard here. Do you want to guess uh, what team first off we'll start what team what team do you think he may have played for i'm assuming the royals nope not the uh, royals the giants not the giants but you are getting closer uh the, the a's nope okay i was wondering if it was especially sure. relevant to me uh, it, it is it uh, is i'll go one, one back to, they'd say dodgers yeah he plays for the dodgers do you know anything uh specific about the dodgers this year nick not not at all no uh i know that they they just traded for oh man I should know this they just traded for an all star last year right mm, I don't know anything about that Fair. <laughs> but okay. uh, how do you do you know how the MLB season ended this year oh did they, they just won the did they win the uh, I, I don't know I don't <laughs> is the answer to that question I well I'm very I'm very proud of you uh, as another bad baseball fan. Um, they, uh, you know, as a Californian person, I know, you know, it's easy to have it just wash <laughs> over you with all of the championships you guys have. Uh, but no, they, they won the World Series this year. Damn, okay. So so he so got himself a ring. Your second cousin. Yeah. That, okay, so here's the thing. Again, like, I knew of my mom's cousin. Uh, like, I knew who she was growing up. I knew of her. I never met her that I know of. I don't really remember but my mom always talked about her. That was the cousin she was close to. Right. But I never even knew his na- like this guy's name. Anyways, so do you want to take a stab at what position he plays? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm just 
shooting in the dark here. I don't have any. I, I'm sure there's an anecdotal reason that it's it's uh, interesting, but I, I'm going to say I shoot a, a pitcher. You are a hundred percent correct. Hey. And so Nick, here's here's the thing. Here's why that is relevant. I'm okay. not sure if you're super familiar with uh, pitchers in MLB, but they make a fair amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> so. Here we are making our dumb hobby podcast while my second cousin made $10 million last year. Damn. He's got a ring for the stupid dog. Hey, good for him. Yeah. And you're saying so, he out here. I'm basically his best friend. I can be one right. of those people that, that looks up the person. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm your cousin's friend. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that was actually why I brought this up. If you can try to figure out uh, how to find <laughs> this guy and let him know that we gave him the shout out on a podcast. Um, mm hmm. Mm hmm. I would recommend limiting details on that part. Uh, but if he wants, you know, future spots on here or anything, again, I don't really, I didn't know his name before now, but uh, if That's you fair. can, I'll, I'll send that to you off air. Let him know that we'll have him at any point if he wants to try to. <laughs> he's got to grow his brand somehow. I think he's a, <laughs> I think he's a free agent now, so you could probably use the publicity. Uh, I have all kinds of Facebook friends. I'm sure all that'll listen to this. <laughs> that's super good that's super super good okay nick uh so i want to open it up to you and if you want me to go first that's fine uh, <laughs> but the last the last i don't know how long it's been seven months seven eight months mm -hmm. have been uh as you know a little different than the typical march through november true so do you have off the cuff i didn't even prep you for this much at all but do you have any any Fun on the fun side of the spectrum quarantine stories, not particularly. Um, I mean, I'm sure that we've all had like little moments of everybody trying to avoid each other at first. Or I got yelled at on my bike for some woman thought that I was biking too close to her, and I felt so bad about it for like weeks. This is like a couple months in. Um, I was passing her while she like it's. It, I don't ever bike on the road I, I don't mean to make everything go back to biking but i don't ever bike on the road but i was just biking like two blocks and someone was walking on the sidewalk so i hopped down right off the sidewalk and then just like kind of went right around her and she yelled at me six feet and i felt so bad and i think at the time everyone was a little bit more paranoid about like you know how long you were uh, you're right. you a little less aware that you really are more in danger from prolonged exposure and so i just felt super bad and it was like the most guilty i'd felt in in my entire life for how I treated some random stranger. <laughs> so that might oh, be the I, only one. I, I so feel that. So like, okay, while we're on the biking topic, yeah. uh, so we'll just go ahead and go down this uh, rebel. So like I mentioned, I, I enjoy a good bike ride, but um, I, I see people biking in our city and it seems a bit perilous like have you oh, are you a, a biker on the road type of person no, I, I i yeah i completely agree perilous is the exact right word um and also road bikers have uh like some there's some weird reputation thing or i don't even know if reputation is the right word but there's some kind of beef between drivers and bikers so i don't need to be in that i don't need that in my life so <laughs> i don't need someone so, in the car mad at me while i'm on you know a hunk of uh, you know a, a small frame so you're not out there roughing the, <laughs> the crazy. Okay. Negative. <laughs> it, that seems like a level of trust that I'm just not willing to give to people. Yep. I believe that, I believe that we all have, you know, that, that social contract that, you know, everybody uphold. Uh, a social contract yeah. to not run over people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
exactly. But uh, but I don't know how how far I'm willing to uh, trust that social. Contract. I these these days I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't either. know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, what's your funny your Avery story? Okay, so my son, he's four years old. Um, at the time, he was three years old. This was uh, a good couple weeks into when effectively the country went into lockdown, yeah. which is not the time to want to go out. And like, you know, we know a lot more now, but that was a very, you know, back then, believe it or not, it was a much less polarizing time and everybody was basically bought into the fact that like we need to need to do this thing and like that going back then again this is this is focused on positive and not polarizing yes. things so we'll not go into detail on any of that so we were a couple weeks into lockdown stuff and just living our our lives out of our own home and all going well uh, but my son is a little bit rambunctious and we were doing bath time if i remember correctly and uh we had finished bath time and Averin had uh, his own opinions on how he was going to spend the night. And that was running around like a crazy kid. And he ran directly into the uh, door frame head first and split open uh, his, the oh, no. like a, a good inch gash in his eyebrow. No. And it was very disturbingly like, just gross. <laughs> And immediately, like, I knew, like, this is going, This he has to go to the hospital. Like, it's, it's like, 8 o'clock at night. There's nowhere open. He needs to go to the emergency room, and we need to get this stitched up. So the thing about that then, and it's still true now, is you can only have one parent. And I, I, I love you, my wife, who's listening probably at some point. But, like, I'm by far <laughs> the the most calm of the two of us. And so I was designated as the person to jump on that grenade of taking your three-year-old to go get stitches in his eye brow. So show up, and again, we're just a couple weeks into lockdown. It was very, it was very surreal because it was my first experience being outside of the house from the time that we stopped being outside of our house at that time. And so I had to do the whole, you know, stand outside the building get your temperature taken um make yeah make sure everybody's good but man i tell you it is it is hard to be a parent when your kid like because you know you don't want your kid to get stitches in his eyebrow and he doesn't want that either but it's especially hard because he's never worn a mask in his life at that point and you know but he has to and he was such a trooper but my takeaway from that is is the people that do healthcare in our country are the absolute best people. <laughs> like that, like we owe them so much because I hundred percent. I, I find my I feel like I'm a I'm like I said I, I'm the calm person in my wife and I's relationship. But even then, like I I felt so bad for that little guy, and I tried to do my best to calm him down. But all my efforts were dwarfed by how good our nurse and doctor were. Um, I believe that the best best ladies ever like they they talked to him about all of his favorite shows and walked him through the entire thing and I mean they had to give him numbing stuff via shot uh, before they got it stitched together and that that stuff hurts and like I've been with my son when he's gotten vaccinations and things and like that's always a big dramatic deal and 
like they knew what they had to do to get him to be you know calm enough for them to stitch him up we owe our our healthcare workers so much in this time but just the amount of gratitude that i had during the time where they took the time to talk to my son about pop patrol and all the other things that he loved <laughs> i mean he's just one of kid you know one of the kids they had to deal with that day and like he because of them he handled it like a champ and you know, that'll That's be a awesome. story that I'll I'll look back at for many many years. While you guys were freaking out about like getting a mask and things were a little bit outside of their norm, someone else was calm and cool and collected and on top of it. Yeah, because they helped me be a better dad, and they helped him be relaxed. They helped me be relaxed. I mean, they're they're just the best. Like too cool. And that and again, that was when we had no idea what we were up against. This is late March, early April, or whatever. Right. Uh, but to to be that. And again, this was an emergency care place, and um, just they had they were taking all the precautions that they had to take, but to be able to give us that much care for just you know a kid, a dumb kid that ran into the <laughs> the stupid door frame <laughs> for being too excited about going to bed, I guess or whatever. I don't know. It was it was just a really cool experience really early on, and a little bit funny that it had to happen because my kid is much of a. Is much is as much interesting as you. myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's an awesome story. That's sweet. All right, Nick. Anything else we should talk about? Do you uh, do you want me to do the uh, my I got lost thing while it's still fresh, or do you want to do that a different time? The thing? No, the my where I got lost story. Wait, what? You oh, the lo- oh gosh, I skipped right oh, over it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Nick, uh, for our last topic this evening, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I you all I have here is that Nick got lost. Yes, uh, in our show notes. So I, I need to know what what did you done do? All right, so uh, with the fires, uh, I won't dwell on or anything, but my sister got evacuated. Um, her house is totally fine, um, but my sister got evacuated, and she's one of the few people that we're we're actually spending any kind of close contact with my wife helps watch her kid while she's working and doing so sort of longer uh remote calls and stuff so uh she got evacuated and she could have stayed with my other sisters but you know we haven't uh been having tons of contact with them or whatever so she wasn't sure if she was like comfortable with that and she's like i don't know if there's enough room so she got a an airbnb out in palm springs and we went out there for a couple of days our trip there got cut short but whatever so we went out there for a couple of days and it was kind of surreal because you're on this like kind of weird vacation where you also can't go out places the way you used to. This is quarantine and everything. Right. So, it's like a remote staycation. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. But so I brought my bike so I could go on rides. Um, and again, don't want to be just the, like, the bike guy on this. But so I went on a bike ride on my own, did a whole bunch of research to make sure I wasn't getting into anything that I couldn't handle to make sure that I uh, was going somewhere that that was straightforward to, to take a ride. So, you know, not trying to take 17 turns at some weird landmark that, you know, who, who knows if you can actually identify it or not. And that I'm not going on anything too difficult. That's like out of my skill level or anything like that. But so I do tons of research the night before. And in particular, the reason I went on this one trip, this one loop was because it said uh, all trails well-marked. And it showed some example photos of just these big, almost artistic trail signs. Um, so, I get out there, and uh, the the way all California rides start is with a climb because everything out here is just freaking mountains. Of course. 
So I get riding, and basically all I know is at some point in time, this uh, single fire road or access road that I'm on is going to have a left-hand turn onto some other trail called uh, a Cathedral Canyon. So I get riding, and I'm like an hour in, and I'm like, man, this is a lot longer than my normal one, but maybe it's like a longer downhill, or maybe <laughs> it's a little windier on the way back or whatever. And I've had to stop a couple of times by now, which I, you know, on my local loops, I never have to stop at my climbs, which... It's not me bragging, by the way. I'm still not, uh, regardless. Uh, so, you know. Oh, it's, it's you bragging. Man. It's totally you <laughs> bragging. God, I climb local hills. You don't know. All comes out. Regardless. Uh, so, I, you know, stop a couple times and check in my, like, little map and stuff. And I don't have great GPS. And the app that I used to use for this actually just went paid. And I'd been too cheap to use it. I'm like, ah, I never use that anyways. I won't buy, I won't buy it. And what, you can't start a subscription while you're, you know, on the trail side with shoddy internet connection. So I left for this ride uh, with about three hours of daylight. Uh, and two hours in, I was like, all right, well, I've gone too far. I can sure, I know my way back. I for sure know my way back. But I've ridden two hours uphill. And damned if I'm going to turn around and not get a good downhill out of this. So I called my wife, because I have one bar. I'm like, hey, can you just look up where this thing is? And I call her, and I don't have any reception, so she just hears static. She starts panic texting oh. me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which is great. Oh, no. <laughs> she starts panic texting me, and she tells me that, like, you know, my, my uh, Google Maps pinned or whatever, or the thing, you know, the track my friend's iPhone thing or whatever, has it updated in 15 minutes. She's like, are you okay? So I was able to get a text out telling her, I'm fine. I was trying to get directions. She's like, do you know your way out? I'm like, yeah, I know. But so I look around like another two seconds after this and I find, um, I find one of these big giant signs that I saw pictures of and I'm like, what the heck? I found this one. This is way past what I was looking for, but it kind of took me in the right direction. So I took it down. And when I pop out at the bottom, which took way longer than I expected. So I'm, uh, I'm like losing daylight. I'm almost three hours into this long ride of almost all uphill. I like, I was like, I took the most simple route of all, like loop of all time, and I get down to the bottom of the uphill, and I, at this point, I've seen two of these giant metal signs where the the trail name is uh, is literally like carved out of the metal, uh, which is great and super easy to see your your way around. But I get out of this this one long uh, downhill trail back onto that main fire road that I started on, and right in front of me is a small little like wood post that's like hidden amongst the the bushes and there's not a lot of bushes this is in palm springs this is in the desert there's almost none (laughs) it's just like twiggy dead bushes and there's one small post that's broken off halfway up because (laughs) somehow the the post broke and behind it in the bushes is a little tiny trail sign probably the only one that's not these big metal carved ones uh that says cathedral canyon trail and so i'm two hours and 45 minutes in with like Daylight flailing away, and my wife having had a, a panic attack, and I'm like, "Oh, I finally found my turn!" <laughs> I look down, and, uh, like, yeah. dude, I'm telling you, I'm trying to reach for like any equivalent experience, and the only, the only thing I could think of was like the very first time I was allowed to drive on my own, and I accidentally turned the wrong way on the road that would have gone back to my house. <laughs> I drove like 30 minutes the wrong direction, that's so I was like an hour from home. Big but man. I feel like that doesn't count because uh, I would have been like 14, 15 years old. Fair. And 
You're a grown adult. I am. I am. I'm sending you a picture of. I didn't take a picture of the uh, the other thing, but I, I'm sending you a picture of the post where it says trail. It's like a small wooden post. It's about <laughs> waist high, but it says trail. And if, if uh, this was hidden behind stuff, like I mean, it's it's out in the open here. It's the the post itself wasn't really hidden, but like from the fire road, you can't see this post until. Are you texting this to me or? Yeah, I'm texting it to you. And in the bushes back there, in the background there, somewhere back there is the part that says Cathedral Canyon. It's slightly bigger. Okay, I've got the text now. I'm zooming in. Um, so this is about wow. waist high, and if you can see the bushes off to the right, it's not a big deal. I was texting my wife this. This is a terrible angle for it, but if you see the bushes off to the right, that's kind of the bushes that were blocking my view. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. This is by far the worst. <laughs> yeah, this, this says trail. <laughs> I mean, it says trail, except for like part of the R is ripped off. That's <laughs> so just like right, right, right. This was a trail either now or at some point in the early 1900s. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Hard to say. Okay. um, I knew I said this was going to be our last thing that we talked about today. But uh, one last topic. I think Uh, it's actually our third last topic. Go go ahead. Yeah. Our our last, last, last topic is... Nick, okay. I don't know if this is the same for you guys. But can we just say screw off with daylight savings time? 100%. it gets dark at five o'clock, and guess what? It's still going to get darker earlier. Like I know, I like why, like what, what? Who? I I understand. Like, yeah, maybe back in the whatever days when war and blah blah blah. But like, I'm walking out to my car and it's dusk, and I have a half hour drive ahead of me, and and I like. And I still have to come home and cook dinner or help cook dinner or take care of the kids or both or neither. But, like, there's just so many things left in the day to deal with. Uh-huh. And, like, like I guess it's nice that when I wake up at 6 a.m. when my crazy kids wake up that it's, like, vaguely bright outside. But I would much, much rather it be dark uh, sometime after I get home. Completely like, agree. Why are we not? I understand that, like, yeah, we're not super efficient with governing or whatever, but I feel like <laughs> we can get on board with just not screwing up six months worth of our days out of the year. Uh, I completely agree. Com- is it is California or any of those places out there talking about getting rid of it? I know it's Arizona that decided that to screw it with daylight savings. Time. I should know this, but I think we're getting rid of it soon. I think we're gonna. I okay. think we're gonna stop having a daylight saving time in California. Yes, I don't know. I know places out uh, like I think UK or some other European places are not doing it anymore soon. But like, oh my gosh! Like, if there's anything I can vote for, <laughs> that's what I would vote for. <laughs> stop, stop it with the daylight savings time. Okay, so we we voted for it. I quick, 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 yeah, quick googled. We voted for it. It passed. To change daylight savings time. Uh, oh. Okay, so it has to go through the California State Senate. Dang it! Guys! What are the odds? Oh. They need a two-thirds. They need two-thirds vote. Oh. Okay. Is it going to happen, Nick? You need to call it here? Uh, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know what's changing with with, with uh, the California State Senate this this election cycle or anything, but I don't think so. Which is all right. And we accidentally hit yeah. our third topic of politics. Yeah, so you're welcome. Let's let's probably so call just it cut good that here. one out. All right, this has been the year we started a podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope this was uh, better than the other things that are on right now. A uh, <laughs> little, little bit on the polarizing side of things here lately. Um, but yeah, you know, bar set low. So hopefully we did better than that. And we'll talk to you next time.